Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. The Big Ten, not willing to put our athletes in danger just to make money off of college football. Until we realized how much money was involved. The Big Ten, where safety of our students is worth more than money, but worth less than lots of money. The President Donald J. Trump Institute for taking credit for solving the problem you don't take blame for having created. President Trump is taking full credit for pressuring college football to go ahead with the season that was in danger of being canceled due to the president's failed coronavirus response, which he takes no responsibility for, all while not taking responsibility for the inevitable rise in COVID cases caused by the football season he takes credit for. And the NCAA, making billions of dollars by putting our unpaid athletes in grave danger. It's a good thing we don't actually educate our football players, or they might learn how badly we're fucking them. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And our voices lack in volume what LSU lacks in football players that don't have COVID. Our top story this week. At an ABC town hall event, President Trump said that the coronavirus would disappear even without a vaccine because of herd immunity, which he mistakenly called herd mentality. As always, our Trump impersonator is a woman, because we hear he hates that. The virus will go away because of the herd mentality, which is the thing with the herd. You know, the herd, or as some people call it, herd. Many people are saying herd. The internet was quick to criticize the president's misstatement. Trump said herd mentality will get rid of COVID. Herd mentality? Really? What an idiot. To be fair, calling herd immunity herd mentality is stupid, but advocating herd immunity as a strategy is actually much stupider than calling herd immunity herd mentality. Because the poorly constructed policy of herd immunity will kill millions of people, whereas the poorly constructed sentence regarding the poorly constructed policy can only kill people if people pay too much attention to the poorly constructed sentence and ignore the poorly constructed policy that the poorly constructed sentence so poorly conveyed. Ironically, the Trump administration seems to have adapted the strategy of herd immunity as a result of herd mentality. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Atlas. I'm a radiologist who specializes in MRIs with absolutely no training in infectious disease. But the president put me in charge of his pandemic response because he enjoyed my frequent appearances on Fox News. I like that doctor guy because he says nice things about me. He should be in charge of our entire China virus response. But he's a radiologist with no experience in infectious disease or public health. Putting him in charge of our pandemic response would be like hiring a sumo wrestler as a quarterback because all athletes are interchangeable. As a frequent Fox News contributor, I advocated the idea of herd immunity which is the idea of purposefully allowing the majority of the population to get infected with coronavirus so that those who survive develop immunity, thus eventually making a large enough percentage of the population immune to the virus so that the virus no longer has enough host to spread. I love that theory because that means that my failure to control the virus is actually a success in spreading the virus. The theory was a big hit on Fox News for obvious reasons. Judge Jeanine Pirro here. The radical Trump-hating left has accused the president of failing to stop the spread of the Chinese China virus, which comes from China. But 
what the deep state communist anarchist media won't tell you is that spreading the Chinese China virus is the best way to combat the Chinese China virus. Because once everybody gets it, then nobody can get it again. Which means our president and savior, his holiness, Lord Trump, didn't fail to contain the virus. He succeeded in spreading immunity. Yay, I succeeded in spreading mentality. Nobody creates more mentality than Trump. While the rest of the world was criticizing President Trump for America's ridiculously high number of cases, I was arguing that the high number of cases was actually a good thing. So as Trump's cultishly loyal followers grew more and more desperate for a rationale to make Trump's failures appear to be a success, the herd immunity strategy spread through the conservative media almost as fast as COVID spreads through the herd immunity strategy. Herd mentality is the most bestest mentality because person, man, woman, camera, TV. But as hilarious as the fact that the president doesn't know the difference between herd immunity and herd mentality is, the consequences of a national herd immunity strategy as a result of conservative herd mentality are deadly serious. Herd immunity is based on the theory that people who contract COVID-19 cannot get it again. While that is true in the case of many viruses, there is simply insufficient evidence to establish whether or not people who contract COVID once can in fact contract it again. The so-called science may be inconclusive, but as every anti-science scientist knows, inconclusive science can be made conclusive by fiercely aggressive shouting. However, even if we assume that contracting COVID leaves one immune from COVID, the herd immunity strategy remains deadly. Only if by deadly you mean a lot of people will die. Yeah, that's what I mean. In order for the population to achieve enough herd immunity to actually choke off the continued spread of the virus, an estimated 70% of all Americans would have to become infected. Given that the current death rate from the virus is just under 3%, that means that well over 6 million Americans would have to die from COVID in order for the population to reach the desired immunity. That's an entire Nazi Holocaust's worth of dead Americans. There were very fine people on both sides, both sides. Even if we assume the absolute best possible circumstances in which herd immunity can be achieved by only infecting 65% of the population and that the death rate miraculously decreases from 3% to 1%, 2.1 million Americans would have to die by design in order for the strategy to work. Totally worth it if it means preventing Joe Biden from finally realizing his plan of posing as a moderate for 48 years in order to all of a sudden reveal himself as a brutal authoritarian Marxist who might raise taxes a little bit. More cases are good. Millions of deaths are worth it. And sumo wrestlers make the best quarterbacks. Even as wildfires ravage the West Coast and the Gulf Coast is being pummeled by so many hurricanes and tropical storms that they're running out of letters in the alphabet to name them after, President Trump continues to deny the reality of climate change. As always, our Trump impersonator is still the woman, because we hear he still hates that. Climate change is a Chinese hoax, just like the China virus and the concept of consequences. 
In an effort to combat the sheer stupidity of a president who denies that drought caused by climate change is in any way responsible for the worst wildfires in recorded history. The wildfires are because California didn't rake the forest. Because if you don't rake the forest, then the trees explode like acne dynamite, and you never catch the roadrunner. Barely Audible Whisper tried to dumb down the science as much as humanly possible. The weather is controlled by the climate, and the climate is controlled by the atmosphere. So if the composition of the atmosphere changes with an excess of carbon dioxide, for example, then the climate changes. And when the climate changes, the weather patterns that are controlled by the climate change. But that so-called theory discounts the role that God being mad at gay people plays on humanity being smited. Yeah. No, no, no. The rise in temperature causes drought. That causes fire to spread, as well as causing the oceans to warm to temperatures that cause more frequent and severe hurricanes. But 50 years ago, some people thought that global cooling was a thing. So if those people were wrong 50 years ago, then you have to be wrong today. That's science. No, it isn't. Science is- Breaking news. We interrupt this already frustratingly dumbed-down science denial to report an even dumber science denial. In response to a scientist confronting President Trump with the reality of climate change, the president responded, quote, Science doesn't know. Seriously? I have to dumb it all the way down to explaining the entire concept of science. Science sounds like a real bitch. The trees are really acme exploding fake trees. And we have to catch the Roadrunner, because the Roadrunner is a never-trumper. Okay. So you start with a hypothesis. That sounds like a liberal elitist word. Yeah, I'm not gonna let a bunch of snowflake hypotheses tell me what to do. And then you test the hypothesis by setting up an experiment with a control group that isolates the variables. I hate variables. Yeah, them variables need to go back to their own country. Say, for example, you hypothesized that plants need water to grow because you're too stupid for a more complicated example. What plants really need is Jesus. Jesus is what plants crave. So you take two identical plants and put them in identical conditions, except that you water one plant regularly and you don't water the other plant at all. When the not watered plant dies, you can prove that a lack of water killed the plant. But what if the roadrunner stole the water because hordes of illegal roadrunners are stampeding to the border? and stealing all the acne fake tree coyote jobs and saying beep beep instead of Merry Christmas. I give up. We're all doomed. Trump! 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 Trump. So much winning. (laughs) 
Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences have announced new representation and inclusion standards that films will need to pass in order to be eligible for Best Picture starting in 2024. Anyone who takes time to read these inclusion standards will realize that they set a very low bar, and most films should be able to qualify without even trying. But as we know, the internet is full of people who don't take the time to read, and many people have voiced complaints. The Academy set up a hotline where filmmakers could call and get their questions answered about these standards. Barely Audible Whisper obtained audio of that hotline. Oscars inclusion standards, how can I help you? Hi, I'm Whataboutism, and I'm not racist, but I'm appalled by these new standards for so-called inclusion and representation. Hmm, how so? It's totally unfair. I mean, what about period pieces? What about movies set in Norway? I'm not racist, but shouldn't they be able to have an authentic all-white cast? You'd be surprised how easy it is, actually, to pass these new standards. Aren't there any roles in your movie that can be played by people of color? No! It's a four-person cast and they're a family. Why can't they be a biracial family? I don't want the movie to be about the interracial marriage, which I'm okay with. I'm not racist. But I feel like it'd be distracting to the audience. That's a dumb reason to be exclusive. I'm not racist. But what about Parasite? Did Bong Joon-ho really have to have a diverse cast? No, they're all Orientals. Orientals? No, man, you're not racist. That's what I keep saying. Look, there are so many ways to pass these inclusion standards. Do you have any female department heads? Editor? Makeup? Costumes? No. I'm not sexist, but I'm a Mike Pence disciple, and I can't put myself in a situation where I have one-on-one meetings with a woman. Or they could be gay, even bisexual. I'm not a homophobe, but... Uh, Forget, I asked. Look, you say it's a four-person family. Mother, daughter, father, son? Yep. Then you've already passed one criteria for inclusion. More than 30% of your cast is female. You can have all straight white cis male department heads if you want to have a affordably designed movie. Just make sure that 30% of the crew is female, LGBT, or non-white, and you'll be fine. Oh, that's all I have to do? Oh, that's easy. Okay, bye! Oscars Inclusion Standards, how can I help you? Hi, I'm Bianca Hood, and I'm making a film about the KKK. Are you now? I am. Is there any way to get around these new diversity rules? I'm assuming you'll be casting some people of color as victims, so you're probably fine. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to depict any of the victim stuff. It's much more lighthearted. A light-hearted film about the KKK. Mm-hmm, that is right. See, we're showing the fun-loving, community-oriented side of things. And you think this film has a shot at Best Picture? Oh, I know it does. Well, you're a woman, right? And you're directing it, correct? And I wrote it. So does that count as having two female creative leaders? No. And to pass that standard, you'd still need to find a person of color who's willing to work on that film. But if you could find a Ted Cruz type... Oh, oh, my friend, Rod Lopez, he could do sound. He is uh, one-fourth Cuban, and he loves Trump. Sadly, that would suffice. So that's one standard. You just need one more. 
Is there any chance one of the characters has a disability? Uh, oh, Clan Eastwood's character is hard of hearing. Of course, Eastwood is. Somehow, I think that's enough. Good luck impressing the Academy with your lighthearted KKK movie. Oscar's inclusion standards, how can I help you? Hi, this is Mel Gibson. Oh, Jesus. Hey, look, friend, let's just cut the shit. Now, we both know why I can't get work. Everybody thinks I'm racist, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me, or they think I'm a psycho, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked. Just tell me about your batshit racist movie idea. I'm making a movie about Hitler's childhood and- No, you're not. I am. But I can't get a diverse cast or crew because I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. So I'm doing everything. Costumes, sound, editing, visual effects, all of it. And I'm playing all the roles. Yes, including young Hitler. So you'll just need the studio to do the work for you. I'm listening. Most major studios will have read these standards and realize they can meet two of them as a studio. And the director can be as racist and exclusive as they want to be. Good news for me. Indeed. So just make sure whatever studio you sign on with for this horrible project has some paid interns that aren't straight white guys and at least two senior executives who aren't able-bodied, straight, cis, white dudes. So, like, one broad and one cripple would be enough? For fuck's sake. Yes, that'd be enough. Now, will you go be horrible somewhere else? Hey, boss. I quit. Understandable! All five of the people who actually read the Mueller report may remember right-wing radio talk show host and Roger Stone protege Michael Caputo as the random character who kept showing up at opportune times to distribute Russian propaganda. The rest of you may have recently become familiar with Caputo when he had a public meltdown so insane it actually makes President Trump look comparatively like a stable genius. Science is a leftist conspiracy to kill Americans as part of a deep state science plot to make President Trump look bad and elect Chinese communist Joe Biden, who secretly consumed the soul of Chairman Mao. And that's not even the most dangerous thing Caputo said. Buy ammunition. There's gonna be a liberal civil war that can only be prevented by starting a civil war. Kill, kill. Sadly, that's only a slight exaggeration, because when reality is this crazy, full-blown hyperbole is nearly impossible. I will bathe in COVID droplets and the blood of Antifa to protect me from the devil science that cloned Joe Biden out of the evil spirits of Karl Marx and Pontius Pilate. President Trump appointed that guy to be spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services where he had the authority to overrule the scientific pronouncements of the nation's top scientists. For more on this travesty, Barely Audible Whisper filed the following report. Michael Caputo, who you've probably seen on cable news making infuriatingly stupid pro-Trump arguments. Why doesn't the media blame the immigrant parents for putting themselves in a position where the American government can kidnap their children? That's just bad parenting was tapped by President Trump to be the head spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services, despite the fact that he knows even less about public health than he does anything else. The only way for the poor to prosper is to give more money to the wealthy. As the spokesperson for the HHS, 
Caputo demanded that health experts at the CDC change their scientific recommendations to conform to President Trump's dumb pronouncements. We've recommended mask mandates and social distancing to multiple states whose COVID infection rates are soaring. No, no, no. But the data indicates that infection rates are rising due to a lack of intelligent mitigation behaviors. No, no, no. No, no, no is not a valid scientific argument. No, no, no. Okay, fine. We'll change the report. As spokesperson for the HHS, Caputo killed many CDC and other scientific reports and forced the CDC to alter their guidelines in order to force the medical agencies to comport with President Trump's non-scientific pronouncements. For a third time, our Trump impersonator is a woman because of the rule of threes. The virus will disappear just like a miracle. The virus will not disappear like a miracle. No, no, no. While we cannot completely discount the occurrence of a miracle, the virus will most likely not... No, no, no. I believe in miracles. Better. However, all of the coercion in the world is still not enough to make Trump's disastrous COVID response seem competent. So Caputo resorted to insane conspiracy theories. The deep state scientists are undermining the president with deep state science. My science is the best science. So if the deep state science says my science is not science, then the deep state science is treason. That's science. But then Caputo went too far, even by Trump-era standards. This is an act of sedition. Only I can say things like that and not suffer consequences. So Caputo released an insane statement on social media. We have to kill the scientist because science is a conspiracy to violently overthrow our nonsense with truth. And he wasn't even fired. I'm going to take a month off. Which is especially insane when you consider that Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was fired for doing this. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. Get that guy the hell out of here. In a bizarre and disturbing statement, Attorney General and Langsack of Jowls, William Barr, pronounced that the long-standing political independence of the Justice Department somehow creates a more politically compromised process than allowing political appointees to overrule the independent decisions of career professionals. The policy of political appointees deferring to the judgment of career professionals is a corrupt process because political appointees are accountable to the political interests of politicians who are, in theory, accountable to the voters. The theory that non-political career officials are more politically corrupt than political appointees, who, by definition, are connected to the political needs of the politicians they serve, is not only stupid... By acting in the president's political interests and foiling investigations that are against the president's political interests, as well as conducting investigations that benefit the president's political interests, I'm empowering the voters to make more informed decisions by not letting them inform themselves with objective information. It's also dangerously authoritarian. Hola, I am El Presidente Bad Hombre, and I represent the American archetype for the leader of a banana republic. 
When I employ my justice department to protect my political allies and punish my political enemies, Americans say. That is so obviously corrupt. You can't have equal justice under the law if the law is enforced based on political motivations. Pero, when El Presidente Trump uses his Justice Department for those exact same heavy-handed political tactics, his supporters say, Thank God President Trump has the courage to stand up to the liberal conspiracy of unfairly holding conservative politicians accountable by nakedly pardoning his supporters and blindly accusing his enemies of treason. Joe Biden committed treason because the Mueller report was a hoax because they were spying on the campaign, which was actual legal surveillance and provably suspicious connection to a hostile foreign power. But what about her emails, which she was exonerated for due to a lack of evidence? But isn't it suspicious that there wasn't evidence to prosecute Hillary, but there was evidence to surveil Trump associates? When you say it like that, it does seem suspicious. Obviously, the existence of evidence against Trump and the lack of evidence against Trump's opponents is a conspiracy by Trump's opponents to cover up evidence against them and fake evidence against Trump. By not letting Trump turn America into a banana republic, the Democrats are trying to turn America into a banana republic. Accusing your opposition of doing exactly the things that you're doing is a cherished tradition of the Banana Republic. Indeed, it is a glorious tradition that brings El Presidentes everywhere almost as much joy as stealing and torture. You can only trust a political appointee dedicated to the political success of the president to protect the process from non-political professionals who, by not being motivated by politics, are therefore political opponents of the president. Yeah. A political appointee would have no political reason to oppose the president, but a not political professional might have a secret political agenda that opposes the president, which would be unfair to the president, who deserves a political person to look after his political interests. And I can trust the political appointee not to corruptly look after the president's interests because as a political appointee, he can be held accountable by the voters who can vote against undue political influence, so long as the corrupted political process isn't covered up by the corrupted political process. That's off to the Trump administration for convincing people of this bullshit without having to actually kill anyone. All evidence against the president is politically motivated because the president's political enemies are motivated only by politics to try and destroy a president whose motives can never be ascribed to politics. Four legs good, two legs bad. In most banana republics, the people know that bullshit is bullshit, so we have to threaten them with death and torture. But in America, all it takes is Fox News. Well, watch the Fox News right now. A nurse at a 
concentration camp. Immigrant detention facility in Georgia alleges in a whistleblower complaint that Dr. Mahandra Amin, a gynecologist working at the concentration facility, camp. performed a disturbingly high number of hysterectomies on women being held at the concentration facility camp. without their consent. The whistleblower's allegations are further corroborated by at least four attorneys representing multiple clients who have since been released from similar concentration camps, detention facilities. ICE, the government enforcement agency who runs the concentration facilities, camps. strongly denies the allegations, which means that either multiple women are independently making up the exact same very specific lie, which benefits them in no tangible way, or the American government is running concentration, concentration camps. camps. For more on America's transformation into the beginning stages of Nazi Germany, Barely Audible Whisper turns to our Nazi Germany equivalent, efficiently controlled volume. Welcome to efficiently controlled volume. I am Adolf. Unstein Eva and the voices of all those who do not exalt the glory of Mein Trump, like Latina women's uteruses, must be removed. We go now to Dr. Amin, who, even though he is not white, is as fierce a friend of the Aryan people as he is an enemy of the Latina ovary. Hello, I'm Dr. Mingala, I mean Dr. Amin. And I've been accused of performing unnecessary hysterectomies on powerless immigrant women without their consent. But I assure you, every one of those procedures was medically necessary. Doctor, I have a slight headache. I need... A hysterectomy? An aspirin. I'm proud to say that that woman got that aspirin after her hysterectomy. And she hasn't complained about her slight headache ever since. <laughs> I've been robbed of my ability to have children. Notice no mention of a headache. As for the allegations that I never received consent, I assure you that most of the women under my care exclusively speak Spanish. And as a result of a medical condition I suffer from, known as severe chronic racism, every word of Spanish sounds like hysterectomy to me. Hysterectomy. That's why I find telenovelas so disturbing. Hysterectomy. Hysterectomy. Hysterectomy? <gasps> Hysterectomy! Hysterectomy! It's also alleged that I ended up giving one woman, who was only supposed to have her left ovary removed, a full hysterectomy. After I accidentally removed her right ovary by mistake. Well, I've got an implausible excuse for that allegation, too. Doctor, you removed the wrong ovary! No, nurse. This is the right ovary. I know it's the right ovary, but the right ovary is the wrong ovary. How can the right ovary not be the right ovary? Because the left ovary is the right ovary, which makes the right ovary the wrong ovary. Are you telling me the left is right and the right is the wrong, even though if the left is right and the right is wrong, then the right isn't right? Yeah! The left ovary is the right ovary and the right ovary is the wrong ovary. That can't be right. Nah. Meanwhile, my Trump supporters maintain that they support Don Fuhrer because he is fervently pro-life. Don't speak has their own sense of irony like Latina women's uteruses, must be sacrificed for the glory of the Fuhrer. 
Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper, made possible by the following people, writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin, co-host Molly Brown, writer and actor Daniel Carter-Brown, actors Ali Glonick, Corey Burns, and Michael Morgan. Please check out BarelyAudibleWhisper.com where you can subscribe to our podcast, or you can subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your other podcasts. We appreciate your support. Who might rise taxes a little bit? Who might raise taxes a little bit? I corrected myself. Did you hear? Definitely liked it better when you were on mute. Hubris.